Hey friends, it's Weston, and I wanted to take just a second to thank you for listening to the Bowling Green Christian Church Sermon Podcast. If someone recommended this message to you, I hope that it encourages you. If you're here getting caught up on a week you missed, I hope that it challenges you. And if you're a visitor checking us out, I hope that it helps you connect with Jesus and his church. Whoever you are, whenever you're ready to take your next step closer to Jesus or to connect with a BGCC family, know that we're here for you. You can learn more about how to connect with us by downloading our app when you text BGCC app to 77977. There in the app, you can submit prayer requests, find out about upcoming events, and even give to help support our ministry, including this podcast. It's my prayer that God uses this message to encourage and equip you to take your next best step in life, which is always one step closer to Jesus. Yeah, I brought a table out. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. Um, let's see. I'm Weston. Uh, glad you're here with us. I Here we go. It feels balanced now. Yes, wasn't worship good today? Yeah, how how would you think about that? I like the uh, Don't Worry sermon that we had already. Man, that, that was a good one, wasn't it? You needed to hear that word, at least I did today. Uh, let's see, here we are. Let's pray, and we're going to get started. God, we invite you into this time and into this moment. Not that you need an invitation, uh, God, I, I believe you're here already, but Lord, I pray that you would open up our hearts and our minds to what your word would say to us, would lead us to, God, that you would even convict us, God, if there's some things that we need convicting of. And God, we pray that we would be open to hearing your voice, Lord. So speak to us now, speak through me, God, speak to me, and God, use this time to shape us into the likeness of Jesus. We pray this in his name, amen. So, have you noticed how we speak in code a lot as individuals? We talk in code. We say things that we don't really, like, we mean what we're saying, but, like, what we're saying we don't really mean. Like, let me give you an example. So, like, if we're like, hey, let's go get coffee, you know what I'm saying when I say that. I'm not really saying, like, let's go to the store and we'll purchase some coffee or steal it. I guess I wasn't clear in how we were going to get the coffee. We're going to just get some. So if I said, hey, let's get some coffee, you wouldn't assume we're going to drive to Kroger or Walmart or Meyer or wherever you're going to go, and we're going to just get some coffee and then just take it back to our respective homes. You, you know that what I mean by that is I'm inviting you to enter into a conversation with me, to enter into a time where we would pause we would stop what we were doing, and we would sit down over coffee. People that don't drink coffee get together for coffee. Now, they don't drink coffee. I know this gets confusing if you really do think about it. You know, they might get tea or, you know, uh, chocolate or like, um, like those pink blended drinks they sell at Starbucks. I'm a black coffee guy myself. I think it should be dark and bitter like life. Like, just, just stare it down first thing in the morning and just know what you're up against. You know, I just, that's sort of how I feel about it. Um, and so, you know, but if you wanted to get a pink drink, that'd be all right. Um, you know, that's you. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's what we mean when we say, let's get coffee. And so if I were to say, hey, let's get coffee, it'd be really awkward if you're like, I don't drink coffee, but I'll order a chocolate, you know, as we get there. You would just say, yes, I'm going to come. Because you know that it's not about the coffee, it's actually about the conversation. 
You tracking with me here? You get what I'm saying? Listen, Jesus did this in the parable zone. This is what he's talking about in parables. He's talking about stuff that he's not really talking about. Today, I want to look at Mark, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 26 and following. Uh, here's, here's what it says. Let's, let's look at this parable. It said, he also said, the kingdom of God is as uh, if or is like a man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Now, Jesus isn't telling the story about farmers. Um, he's telling this about the kingdom of God. And he says the kingdom of God is like, you know, it's like this farming metaphor he gives us. Now, this is the second of a series of farming metaphors that Jesus has given. He's already told us this parable of a sower, real similar parable. This guy goes out, sows his seed uh, on the ground, and all this is out there, and some of it grows, some of it doesn't. And he says, that's sort of like what I'm here for. Jesus is telling us that he is scattering these, this truth, and that's what the seed is. It's the message of the kingdom of God. It's the invitation to come and in, to enter into a relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what we call the gospel. This is the good news, that we would come and enter into a relationship with God, we would enter into his kingdom, that we would become part of the community of faith, and that the seed that gets planted would then grow into somebody who is being transformed into the likeness of Jesus Christ and connected in the community of God. That's what Jesus is telling us about. Now, he, I think, is telling this parable a little differently because he's actually inviting us to be the people that extend that invitation. He's inviting us to partner with him in this mission. And so the first thing I think we need to get from this parable is it's not about the, the farming, it's the partnership. We partner with God when we plant goodness in the lives of others. Um, when we do that, God joins with us in that effort. If you think about it, a farmer plants seeds. Now, we're not farming people in my house. We're not gardeners either, really, um, but, you know, and so when I looked for seeds, all I had was coffee beans. Um, sorry. You know, I, at one point in time, this was growable. It's been roasted and made delicious. So now you can't do that with it. But you could, at one point in time, just use your imagination. This was a seed. You could plant it in the ground, and it would grow. And any time a farmer does that, plants a seed in the ground and grows, he's really partnering with God. She's really putting her faith in him. That's what's happening in the moment. Because if you think about it, you put the seed in the ground, and then what happens? Well, it's kind of out of your hands at that point in time. You don't get to you know, claw that thing back. It's in the dirt. Good luck trying to find it. It's there. It's kind of out of your control. And that's what Jesus is saying. The farmer goes, he plants the seed, he puts his faith that God is going to send the right weather, and the seed is going to grow. That's what's happening. Same thing happens with us. Now, uh, Jesus is inviting us to do some partnership with him. Now, we're not going to be planting these kinds of seeds, but we might, you know, use these kinds of seeds, you know, grind them up, pour some hot water over them, you know, get this kind of thing happening here. This is, they're a lot better this way, right? All ground up. We might do that to plant some other kinds of seeds, to plant some seeds where we might have a conversation with somebody, where we might work to encourage them. Here at Bowling Green Christian Church, we think that every Christian is called to do essentially four things, to have four relationships that are super important. One is with God, that we love him. And that's why we do all this. We're partnering with God to grow his kingdom, not our own. 
The second thing we're called to do is to encourage each other, to help each other take our next step closer to Jesus Christ. That's what we're called to do. We're called to serve people that are in need. That could be your neighbor who needs help moving. It could be a coworker who needs some help, you know, watching the kids. It could be, I mean, it could be any number of things where you're going to serve. You're going to serve and show that you love somebody. You're not just going to say, I love you. You're going to show that you love people. And then we're also going to partner with God, and we're going to share the good news that God loves people and that he wants to have a relationship with him. This is what we're called to do. This is how we plant goodness in the lives of other people. And like a farmer who plants a seed, we believe that when we plant goodness in the lives of others and we show love and we encourage people and we serve them and we share the good news about God, that it's going to do something in their life, that it is going to change something inside of them. Friends, that's the invitation that Jesus is giving to us. Jesus is saying, man, I want you to be a part of that. And it's so easy to do that. You could do it right over a cup of coffee. It's amazing what happens, what grows up, you know, over a cup of coffee. David Robson, he has done some work, uh, I think his book is called How the World Came to Run on Coffee. And he looks at the history of coffee and how it's really shaped Western civilization and, and actually uh, all, all civilizations seem to have this love with coffee, but in particular in the West, he's noted how it really is connected with economic increase and, you know, all sorts of amazing different things. Uh, he talks about literature, newspaper, Bach, Beethoven apparently like to um, sort of get the creative process happening at the coffee house. Uh, business, the insurer Lloyd's of London, uh, they'll, you know, they say they'll insure anything. A couple centuries ago, that was founded in the coffee shop. That's where it started. American and French revolutions also got started in a coffee shop. It's amazing what happens if you just take the time to have a cup of coffee, to spend some time together, and, and you partner with God, and you say, hey, I want you to be a part of this conversation. I want you to be in this moment. And then you just pause and have that moment with somebody. Have a conversation. Meet them right where they are. Now, here's the thing. That's just planting a seed. And, and you're not guaranteed that it's going to grow. Just like a farmer isn't guaranteed that every seed they put in the ground is going to grow into something amazing. But, but here's what Jesus is telling us in this parable is that God's going to grow what we will plant. God can't grow what we don't plant. Some, some people are going to just resist what God wants to do in them. But God is saying, listen, if you plant that seed, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I can to make that seed grow. I am going to meet that person in that moment. I'm going to work with that person through the power of the Holy Spirit to, to bring about a change in their life. You see, God is partnering with us. We plant the seed. God gives the growth. I love how this passage says that the farmer doesn't really worry about it. You know, they plant the seed. And then what does it say? It says the farmer, he, he goes off. He sleeps and rises day and night. He goes about his business. You know, the, the farmer doesn't sit, you know, up late at night and go, man, I hope those little seeds are comfortable tonight. You know, I hope they're all tucked in. You know, I hope they know I love them. You know, that, that's not happening. The farmer plants the seeds, and there it goes. Yeah, they might be staying up late if there's a drought, and they might be going, man, I don't know how things are going to work, but guess what? That's not helping that seed grow. Now, in our own lives, you plant a seed in somebody's life, and you start to encourage them. You start to say, hey, man, you know, I think God loves you. I want you to know that God's on your side and that Jesus is for you and that he came for you, and you put that seed in their life. We have the opportunity to sort of water that and to encourage that and say, man, I just want you to know I've been praying for you. But at the end of the day, it's not on us to make that seed grow. 
at the end of the day, God has said that he's going to be the one that's going to grow that. At the end of the day, it's going to be somebody else who's going to have to say, man, you know what? I'm going to allow that to have free reign in my life. But it's amazing what happens when God's work partners with our work. When God starts to do what only God can do with the little bit that we do. We plant that seed, but man, it grows into something amazing and beautiful and big. I think about the apostles. If you're going to pick the most famous of all the 12 apostles, it's probably Simon Peter, right? He's, he's notorious for putting his foot in his mouth. He's super outspoken, but he does some amazing things. You look in the book of Acts, and he rises to a place of prominence. He's the one who's preaching the very first you know, evangelistic sermon there on the day of Pentecost, and he preaches, and 3,000 people come to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ, and they're baptized into Jesus that day. It's an amazing day. Peter does that. Peter is the one who, who has this miraculous healing that he does. This man couldn't walk, and then he meets Peter, and, and Peter says, man, in the name of Jesus, I want you to walk, and this guy starts to walk, and it, it's crazy. Pandemonium breaks out in Jerusalem. Peter even raises somebody from the dead. But how is it that Peter came to put his faith in Jesus Christ? Probably one of the less known apostles, Andrew. It's Peter's brother. Andrew brings Peter to Jesus. What else did Andrew do? Not much that we know about. I mean, if you read through the gospel, you actually see that Andrew's just kind of like this guy. He's just kind of like, he's like an usher. He's like, hey, come see Jesus. That's all he does. Like, hey, come meet Jesus. That's what Andrew does. But Andrew brings Peter to know Jesus. Andrew plants the seed in Peter's life, and Peter does amazing things. Where would Peter be if his brother hadn't invited him to know Jesus Christ? Think about that for a second. Think about who it is that God might use in your life if you were to plant that seed and say, man, I just want you to know that, that I love you and that God loves you. I mean, that's an amazing message to take somebody. Uh, there's this, this uh, very historical, very true, very amazing story about a guy by the name of Ed, Edward Kimball, ordinary guy, teaches Sunday school at his uh, church. He's a volunteer Sunday school teacher. That's what he does. And, you know, in, in addition to his nine to five kind of stuff. But he is getting, you know, shoes and meets this shoe salesman that he just, man, there's something God puts on his heart. He thinks that he should tell this guy about Jesus. And so uh, by his own account, he sort of paces around a little bit before he musters the courage to talk to this guy. But then he does. And this man gives his life to Jesus Christ. This man happens to be Dwight L. Moody. If you know history, you know that he becomes this amazing preacher in the city of Chicago that leads thousands of people to come to know Jesus Christ. He was led to Jesus himself by a guy who knew him only as a shoe salesman. And Dwight Moody's influence continues, and, and through his preaching, he, he spawns a whole other movement of revivalists who go throughout the country and, and take the message of Jesus Christ out. And one of those guys uh, partners with another guy by the name of Billy Sunday, who is also very famous for bringing people to Jesus Christ. And Billy Sunday preaches a revival, and who should come forward one night except Billy Graham himself before he was Billy Graham as we know him? All of this starts from one guy who thought, man, you know, I should plant a seed in the life of this shoe salesman, and I'm going to just tell him that Jesus is on his side. And that changes the course of history, friends. I guarantee you Edward Kimball had no idea that millions of people would hear the gospel as a result of Billy Graham and Billy Sunday and Dwight Moody and the others that had been a result of that. Friends, it's amazing what happens when we decide we are going to plant a seed. It starts with just a little bit of work. 
Now, I want to say this because that's what we're about here is just trying to help people make that connection with Jesus Christ. That's what we want to have happen here. That's what we want to have happen in our high school ministry. Uh, that's what we want to have happen in middle school and bridge and even kids place. I mean, that's what we're here is trying to facilitate an atmosphere and an environment where you and your friends can have a safe place to connect with Jesus Christ and take your next step towards him. That's what we're about. Now, I want you to, to hear this from me with a lot of love and some compassion but it's time, it's time somebody said it, and it might as well be me. Um, we're coming out of this pandemic, and it's been a rough year. Can I get an amen to that? Yeah, I mean, nobody's like, man, I'd love to do 2020 all over again. You know, if given the opportunity, I'm doing 2020 one more time. Said nobody ever. And so I know that it's been really hard, and it's amazing to see everybody's smiling faces. Amen? Can we get an amen to that too? Yeah, we like that, right? Now, here's the problem. We are seeing that a lot of people love to come back and enjoy church or sort of consume the services of church, but there's not a lot of folks, maybe you, maybe it's your neighbor, maybe it's your friend, I don't know, that aren't wanting to serve. And it's hard, church. You know, Megan and I were talking, and uh, she said, you know, we've got some families. They're all excited. They're wondering, are we going to come back with two hours of kids' place, you know, so they could go to either service? And I said, well, what do you think about it? She said, well, I'm having a hard time staffing one hour. I said, well, then that's the answer. You know, if we can't, you know, fully staff that, you know, easily, then we'd have no business starting a second hour. So if you're wondering about that, it might be time to get involved in that. Talking to Melody a little bit about it. Man, you know, hey, how's it going? I mean, I bet we've got people lining up to be greeters. I mean, how exciting is it to open the door and say, welcome to Bowling Green Christian Church. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're back and smile at him. And apparently this is a hard job because we're struggling to find people to do that. Apparently it's difficult to get people to, to help us with some of the tech stuff. Friends, it's not hard. Listen, it's, it's good to be back together, but it is time to get back. You know what I'm saying? It's not just time to, to watch. We've been doing that for a year, right? And I'm so thankful for all the, the hard work of our, our AV team and our worship team and all the folks that helped us get through. But now it's time for us all to take ownership of this because it belongs to us, friends. Jesus has entrusted it to you and to me both. And it's time for us to all get together and work to partner with God to plant the seeds so that God can do what only God can do. So today, man, today, I, this, is, this is the call. I'm saying, let's, let's do it. Let's not just play church. Let's be church. Let's do church. Let's act. Let's get in it. Let's get after it. And I'm excited because we are doing more than planting you know, beans that grow into coffee trees. We are planting seeds that will last for eternity. That's what it's about. And the good news of this parable, you know, they, they talk about the harvest at the end, right? This is Jesus's promise. He's saying that we will celebrate our partnership and our shared work with God for eternity. That's the good news. Man, when that harvest comes in, we're going to see, I, I don't know how this is going to work, but I'm absolutely convinced that in heaven we're going to see the connections we're going to see how that one word of encouragement you gave you know it, it was it was watered by somebody's prayer for that person and you had no idea that that prayer meant anything but god that 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 did something in the spiritual realm that changed somebody's life and i think we're going to see all this and in heaven we're going to realize that what we've done has mattered the way we thought it would and even more and we will be celebrating that for forever now, sometimes it's a beautiful thing when you plant a seed in somebody's life and you get to see it grow up right before your eyes and you get to see somebody's life get transformed by Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, that is an amazing gift. But so often you have to wait and it's a long wait. 
For some folks, it's, you know, it's years. For some people, I, I think we may not even know until eternity of what we've done mattered. You know, it, it's interesting. Actually, this is kind of funny. Coffee is, is a long-growing crop. You plant a seed. It, it takes two and a half years for you to get your first crop off these trees. That's a long wait. And then after that, guess what? It's every other year. It's a biennial crop. It only produces every other year, not even every year. Even if you water, you know, fertilize and everything, it's every other year. I'll tell you, I think it feels that way sometimes in the kingdom of God. You, you work and you pray and you do what you can. And man, it just seems to take time. But that's how it is. You plant, God grows, and then you celebrate when you get to see it uh, at the end of time or you get to see it happen in this life. So the question is, when are you going to plant these seeds? And I'm not talking these. I'm talking the let's get a cup of coffee kind of seeds. When are you going to, when are you going to do that? Are you going to get involved? Are you going to invite somebody to have coffee? And it, again, it's not about the coffee. Although coffee, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's actually America's national beverage. Um, I say that because we threw the tea overboard in Boston, and we've not looked back. Seriously, it's true. John Adams writes a letter about how he feels it is his patriotic duty to drink coffee and put aside tea because that is the drink of the oppressor. And coffee is the, the, the drink of the, of the liberated man. I mean, this is, it's big stuff. We, you know, we drink in America more coffee than we do uh, juice, soda, and tea combined. We drink four times as much coffee as we do beer. And friends, other than Germans, I think America has the second highest beer drinking, you know, it's, that's, that's something, you know. Um, but coffee beats it. Coffee beats it by four times. So when are you going to use that as an excuse and say, hey, let's get together. Let's have coffee. That universal invitation to pause and to stop and to say, let's get together and grow community. Let's plant some seeds and do something. Now, here, here's the thing. We, we are serious about this. Uh, we want you to get together. So if you've got your app, go ahead and open this up. I want to show you something in there. It's pretty, it's pretty snazzy. So you open up your app there, Bowling Green Christian. You can get that if you just go to your app store and search Bowling Green Christian Church. Believe it or not, there's not another one out there. Uh, so you just type that in, you find it, it's us. Uh, they'll pull up our app. It's got four little green leaves. You touch Sunday, and then you touch the sermon notes, and then you touch this week. We're going to make it easier after today, don't worry. And then you scroll down to the bottom and you'll see this BGCC Coffee and Jew Grow Community. This is a digital gift card that you can use. I've, somebody had to try it out, and so I did. Um, you can take this gift card to any Starbucks and just have them scan that barcode in your app. And guess what? The coffee is on us at Bowling Green Christian Church. We've got, uh, we had somebody put some more money on it uh, for first service. We've got about $200 queued up to go into this thing. It's already there. It's active. You can be using it uh, because we don't want you to have any excuse not to make a connection with somebody. We want you to use this to get to know people, to plant a seed, to grow community, to grow somebody's faith. And so here's how I imagine this working is maybe there's somebody new here today and you don't know them, but you'd like to get to know them and you say, hey, let's get coffee. You know, I'm normally too cheap to go to Starbucks, but guess what? The church is paying for it because they think we should get together and get to know each other. So would you go have some coffee with me this week and get together? Go do that. Now, here's the thing. When it's gone, it's gone unless somebody else reloads the thing, uh, but it's out there. 
That's the seed that we're trying to plant so that way you would make those connections. Get together. So maybe it's somebody new here at church. Somebody that's, maybe it's their first Sunday or second Sunday. Get to know them. Spend some time. Maybe it's somebody that you work with and you've been thinking about maybe having a talk with them for a long time. This is your excuse. Get together and say, man, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about what's going on in your life. And then whip out your church app and say, hey, you know, my church has this crazy idea that we should be making connections, that we've been separated for too long. And now that pandemic's over, we're going to be getting back together. And they're trying to invest in us making relationships with people. Tell them that. Or just get them some coffee and say, let's get to know each other. Either way, make that investment, plant that seed. So how many of you would like to go get coffee or tea or soda and do that on the church and plant some seeds of community? How many would you like to do that with us? Anybody? You guys, this is where you put your hand up. You say, yeah, if you like coffee. Yeah, coffee. You guys are waking. You need coffee. Oh, my. Yes. How many of you don't even drink coffee? We'll pray for you. They have other stuff there. Sparkling water, I think. I don't know what that is. But that's the goal. Friends, that's the challenge. Let's get together. Let's make some connections. Let's plant some seeds. I want to pray as the worship team comes out. God, we ask that you would bless our small interactions. God, that you would take our small conversations, small conversations over overpriced cups of coffee, God, and that you would use that to grow seeds of community, to grow seeds of faith in people. God, that that you would use that to grow our own faith as we step out of our comfort zone a little bit and say, hey, you know, I know we don't know each other, but could we get to know each other? And God, maybe somebody would would be so bold and courageous to maybe say, you know, I'm going to pray for you. Or maybe for the very first time, somebody in this room is going to say, I just, you know, I just want you to know that, that God loves you. And I believe that. Jesus, all these things are small and they're all simple things that we can do over a cup of coffee. God, the question is just, are we going to do it? So would you give us the courage this week to, to step out, to plant a seed, to make a connection and to grow your kingdom, to grow your community, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. This morning, as we sing our song of decision, uh, you know, it's an invitation for you to really put your faith in Christ, to step out, to talk with him. Uh, Some of you maybe have never accepted Jesus Christ. The person that brought you this week could talk with you about that. I'd be glad to talk to you about that. If you're watching online, you can get in touch with us at the office. You can email us. You can call us. It's easy to get a hold of us. Uh, But don't, if if that's something you need to do, don't, don't leave, don't put it off. Allow God to grow something in you first so that way you can turn around.